Um, oh man, intro, intro. We've done too many intros where the meme is that we accidentally do an intro. So Wait, let's do a real intro. Why don't we make our intro our outro because this is about time traveling and make our outro our intro? That's a good idea. Um, next, uh, thanks for listening to Tad Strange Gravity Falls podcast. Next week we will be diving into. I didn't look ahead. It's a good episode. Let's see, it's episode is it nine. It's mentioned? Love God. It's the Love God. Uh, next episode we're going to be diving into Love God and can't wait to see you there. Yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Now Those we... are some good joke ups this episode, right, boys? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Now it's favorite jokes time. Yep. And okay. all um, of our special guests were here, right? Yeah, special thanks, guests. Huge thanks to uh Alex Hirsch, Elon Michael, Musk, uh, Michael Douglas, Michael. Michael Not just Michael Michael. Michael. <laughs> Mike uh Michael Michelson. Thank you very much. Michael, Michael I hope he's Myers, a person, um, actor, he, and the killer. He tried to break in. We destroyed him. Yep. This was a really good episode, and I'm very proud of us. Yeah, uh, that was incredibly <laughs> solid. Just, just, I think this is as far as yeah, the need to go. Can't Welcome get to any Tad more Strange. Out of our intro. <laughs> Welcome to Tad Strange, the Gravity Falls podcast, where we do whatever we want because <laughs> this is our house. Yeah. Try to tell me about formatting. Our intro was an outro. Get out. Tro here. <laughs> um, I am Joe. Hey, I'm Matt. And I'm Trevor. And um, this week we're going to be talking about Blendon's game. Oh my gosh, I love this episode. It's, it's, um, it's pretty great. Oh, Cyberpunk 2077, anyone? First of all, just got to um, say, I'm glad they jumped on the hype train. I meant to look up before this episode the date when the like Cyberpunk trailer released, because that was, I think, 2013. Oh my gosh. And the date when this episode released. To see if maybe Cyberpunk was actually inspired by Blendon's game. Dang, it's been like seven years so. since the can first you, trailer. That's nuts. Yeah. Not yeah. spoil the storyline to Cyberpunk, please. I don't need to know Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> your main character goes back in time to stop two kids from ruining his life. That's correct. Yeah. yeah v, actually, v I think is Blendon. If one of the quests. Oh, no, V wait is a for Vendetta, Matt. Earn no, your help v, a bit. <laughs> v is for Lolf. You pr- here's my prediction. Ah, okay. One of the quests in Cyberpunk is going to be you play as a a time uh anomaly corrections officer. Yep. Um and you go back in time and escort some person who uh you really don't like and then your partner discovers that there's a mute button for them and it makes it a lot better. Um you blow up some trees, scare some children, etc. Um no, I would actually oh play gosh. that if that was a game. Also, alternatively, yep. alternatively, I'd play a video game where you play as Thor with Loki doing that. <laughs> like, Loki goes back in time, you go back in time to get mm. him, and then you have to bring it back mm. to the present, and you get all these shenanigans throughout time. Loki pretends S- that he's George Washington. Loki is mm-hmm. John Wilkes Booth. Mm. Oh, no, we have a problem. So Loki, you you're a bad guy. What that Loki series is going to be now hey, that he's escaped sh- with the sh- Tesseract. Sh- yeah, Trevor, I don't know how you how you like saw the script for the new Loki movie show. The lo, it's called the Loki movie show. Yep, um, that's it. The, you, the series. You can say my sources are pretty low key. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the butt. Don't don't say any more puns, please. That's a really Thor point for me. No, it's a really what? It's a really explain Thor. the joke so I what? it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fort. It's a real Fortnite for yeah, you. I get Fortnite. it. <laughs> Ooh, tilted. All my right, fellow kids. 
Still can't remember the name of the artist that they like featured in there. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we're pandering to a totally new audience now. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome, <sighs> tweens. Um, I don't know. Joe, do the dance quick. Joe, do it. Um, <laughs> do the dance, mm. Joe. Double, double deep dab. Double deep dab. Do the do, 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 double deep dab. Nobody. Yeah. See, we're on a video call when we do this. I, I know you guys can't see it. Wait, what? Joey went to go double. Joey went to go double deep dab <laughs> and his screen just became static and lightning. And I swear <laughs> I saw Time Baby for a second and then went back to Joey. Anyways, that's what happens when you don't play for premium discord. Am I right? That's what? what it is. <laughs> None of what you said makes any sense. Um, oh, boy. Kind of like time travel, uh, which Mabel pines about. Oh, that was good in this episode. Mm, that was very oh, good. Wow. <laughs> Has it been this many episodes that we've never said that? That's that's yeah. that's incredible. I feel I'm like we definitely did in like us. one of the first episodes where she was pining after someone. We almost definitely made that joke. We if we didn't, have. I'm mad at us. Holy Time cow. baby strike down our past selves, please. Yeah, we need to get that um, and wish that we had used that before. Wow. Yes, that would fix all of our problems. <laughs> all the craziness of 2020, completely gone. If only we had made that joke before. Well, I'm uh, pretty sure it would be the Harambe. Would would be the thing We would to save go Harambe? Incorrect. Yeah. I don't know. That's where everything See, comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I if I had one wish, theory, it would be to save Harambe. I have this theory the pandemic is my fault. What? Oh, okay. Um, every every semester I went to college. Um, besides my first year, the campus would close down for some very odd, weird reason. They would just have to close in the middle of the semester. I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna go home for a few weeks." And uh, I went back to school this past like spring. Oh no. And almost two weeks after I signed up for classes, the school got shut down from the Rona. Oh, so no. I'm not saying it was just the curse of Trevor going to college. It probably was. Mm. It was either that or the release of the Cats movie. One of the two. Uh, um, well, it was the release of the Cats movie. <laughs> so the last movie ever seen in theaters by human eyes was the greatest yeah. motion picture to ever exist. No. Oh, it's no. so good. In such a okay, bad, there's a difference between there's way. a difference between between greatness and goodness. <laughs> it is greatness. If you haven't seen Cats, watch it right now. Oh Shut this gosh. podcast off. Burn your phone in a fire. You won't need it anymore. Turn your TV on. Just start screaming, "Cats! We want cats!" <laughs> and the list appear. That's how I watch. Yeah, maybe it. the way this whole thing ends is with the release of Cats Two. That's probably what Cats it is. Two. More cats. You need to complete there are the so timeline. many cats-based jokes I wish I could make with you guys, but obviously you haven't seen cats. Mm. Only no. portions. Only too much. Um, um, there are a bunch of time-based jokes that, <laughs> oh my that gosh, could make, there are. and that were made th just in the in the intro to this episode. I love it so much. Um, and we'll we'll go back real quick and do like gradings, I guess. But the let me see. I wrote <laughs> so Blendon's running away from the. Infinitentiary, yeah, the which is the in infinite infinitentiary, yeah, infinitentiary, infinitentiary. Thank you. Um, and he's escaping, and they say either that's the uh, the bravest time convict I've ever seen or the stupidest. Um, because apparently he's the only one who's ever escaped. And then he runs into a wall, run like swings around, slams into a bunch of trash cans, and says, Ah, oh, my time knee, uh, oh, time dang it. <laughs> and then they catch him and say, Anything you can. 
and wait, anything you say can and has already been used against you in future court. Oh, this is it, Blendon. End of the timeline. It's there's a lot of it, It's so it's, dumb. It's pretty I rich. like it very much. We talked about last week how there's um how there wasn't a ton of humor in that episode, but it was a much more push the main plot forward. Yeah. This is a much more character development and funny episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Um so two things. Just off the bat, Blendon's yeah. voice by Justin Rowland, our boy <laughs> yes. Morty. I immediately I don't know how I didn't notice it last time, but yeah, he voices oh, yeah. Rick and Morty. He also voices Lemon Grab. And I feel like yep. all of that came from Blended because you hear all of those characters in Blended's voice. I, I think Lemon for, Grab was first. Yes, but. yes, yes, yes. But he does the whole. Yeah. He goes to do like the Lemon Grab scream and they mute him at one point, which <laughs> I thought was very funny. <laughs> yes. But his normal yes. talking voice is most definitely just Morty. So I feel like when they were making Rick and Morty, he was like, what do you want me mm. to do? I don't know. The, the time guy you did a little bit extra. You know what I mean? Because that's how it that's how it sounds. <laughs> time um, guy yeah. plus. Yeah, Time Guy Plus. There's something else I was going to say before <laughs> we really got into this. Oh, this episode was just okay for me. B minus. Okay. And I'll, okay. I'll explain why when we get into it a bit. It's because he takes time travel too seriously. He's a loser. There is. <laughs> there is a bootstrap paradox um, in this episode. Yes. That's not even the thing that's that bothers correct. me, though. Oh, well, okay. I that. lied. <laughs> yeah, you See, I lied. do this thing like Trevor, when Trevor hears me say nothing and then assumes i hate it i hear trevor say mm-hmm. something and pick something for him to hate <laughs> it, it that's how our relationship mm. works mm. yep. it's very healthy I, very much so if we're if we're going by oh dang i don't know though i think this is a core no this is a core episode for me i think a oh hmm. so i would put it on the you should definitely watch it like, it's on I'm the not playlist. Saying, yes. Yeah, I'm not saying yes. I don't like it. And it gives us more blend mm-hmm. in. It ties back into that. Gives us some mm-hmm. Seuss background, which was probably the best part of the whole thing. My issue is that Agreed. besides those main points, everything else feels really, really empty in this episode. There's a lot of empty pauses where they don't really say anything. There's a lot of mm. um, jokes that are just kind of one-liners back to like old Gravity Falls stuff, not really following all the way through. Um we get to see some time travel, which is cool. When we see time travel, I want to see a bunch of little Easter eggs. And we saw mm. a few little Easter eggs, but nothing drastic. Nothing that was like, that's cool. That's what I wanted to see. I feel that. So that's why it's yeah, like, it's- and then Globnar, I didn't. <sighs> it's something I should really, really like. But It's a montage. I know, but it doesn't get there for me because okay. it's just like, here's a game with no rules. Don't really explain it. Montage, it's over. Okay, we have no more time. Go. And it's like, Got it. I, I don't like that. That's just really weird. For me, I, I feel like those sort of things could get to me. But for whatever reason, I just like threw my hands off the steering wheel on this one <laughs> and just let it take me wherever it wanted and didn't question like anything. I I think this is an A for me. And a core reason is my uh, explicit weakness, which Over the Garden Wall exploits, which is uh, just foreshadowing or callbacks or set up just a very simple like, here is a thing. Uh, here is, oh, remember that thing we talked about? Here's that thing. And they just, they do a ton of that in this episode. Um, and I I like, I think you, I agree 
that it's almost like they're pulling punches on this episode. They could have gone just like completely kind almost insane. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the fact that they pulled punches from the timeline plot to focus more on Seuss mm-hmm. versus last episode where they seemed to pull punches from the Mabel part of the episode in order to have more time for kind of the main conspiracy plot. Yeah. So I I think you're right. They, It could have been better, and it, I guess it was kind of rushed in retrospect, but I think I would still give it an A because of Sue's backstory, mm-hmm. because of just the, the very simple, like, here's the past time and here's the current time, and let's make a bunch of simple connections between the two. Yeah. I very much like the... I, I like the... I like bootstrap paradoxes um, and just the 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 dumbness of time travel. They did very dumb time travel in this episode, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'll talk. We'll talk about it more when we get there. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I'm I'm definitely comfortable with this at an A minus, but I don't really pick things out. So I, I'm happy with an A. Definitely. Um, yeah. It was dumb time travel. I watched it twice. Um, yeah. I'm guessing by the end of this episode, it'll be ruined for me, and I'll be on an A- at least. But <laughs> going into ruined! it again, I was A-. just hands off the steering wheel um, and enjoying the ride. Speaking of the ride, though, do you want us walk through? What, do you want us walk through? Do you want to walk us through each and every twist and turn of this? I want cha- a walk through. I cannot chapter. figure out this water temple puzzle. I, this <laughs> episode, uh, Blinden's funny game. It's hard. <laughs> Blinden games starts as we mentioned before uh at the infinitentiary where our old time traveling friend blinden blinden has broken out and is chased by our two favorite time paradox enforcement agents um dundgren and lolf he blinden is caught but invokes globnar naming dipper and mabel as his targets intro music do 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 we get to the mystery shack there's some fun mystery shack times that we can talk about we end up figuring out the twins end up figuring out that today is seuss's birthday and nobody knew nobody was doing anything for him so mabel of course recruits uh help from candy and grenda and make a surprise birthday party for Seuss, which they reveal, but Seuss seems very not enthused by it. He's not excited by this surprise party, and it's revealed later by Wendy and Grunkle Stan that Seuss, in Wendy's words, hates his birthday for a mysterious reason. They give it another shot and try for a better birthday at the laser tag in Gravity Falls, and it seems to be going well, but... Just then, Blinden and the two time agents intervene and take Mabel and Dipper into the future, into Globnar. Now, they get to Globnar and they... Die? <laughs> Die. <laughs> Let me uh, pause it there because it screwed up again. Oh, for me. Okay. Maybe it's because I have the thing. I'll start oh, with no if they get to Globnar. 
Okay, good enough. It screwed up the recording, you mean? No, 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 not the recording. Just Discord. Oh. Discord. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, no worries. <laughs> okay, I'll start where they get to Glopnar. They get to Glopnar and are just about to be summoned into the arena when Dipper is able to steal the time tape off of one of the agents and go back in time, but they overshoot their target and end up 10 years in the past. In their travel, uh, the tape, time tape got damaged, so they have to go to the Mystery Shack, where Dipper finds a screwdriver and fixes the tape. But while they are at the Mystery Shack, they find Seuss, and Mabel says, wait, we have to find out why Seuss was so upset and hated his birthday because that day that they went back to was Seuss's birthday 10 years ago, and he's about to go celebrate it with his uh, abuela. So we go to Seuss's house because the twins follow him there and kind of poke their head in a little sort of stalkery, but it's okay. It's for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that Seuss's father is not at the party, but Seuss expects him to be there because he said he would. And the doorbell rings and it's a postcard for Seuss from his father saying, sorry, I couldn't be there, bud. And Seuss takes the postcard and puts it in the box with the eight other postcards that he's received over the past eight years. Blinden and the time police catch up to the twins once again. So at this point, though, the twins give themselves up to the time police and enter Globnar, which seems to be a variety competition gladiatorial. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little weird. At the end, they are so close in points, and the final competition is, of course, laser tag, which the twins win handily and obtain both the time wish and control over what happens to Blinden Blandon. They return with the time wish, give it to Seuss, and say, we know why you hate your birthday. We got this for you so that you could wish that your dad came back. And Seuss uses the time wish and wishes for the twins to be all fixed up after their gladiatorial combat and for a slice of infinite pizza. In the end credits scene, we go back to 10 years in the past. We see Grunkle Stan throwing out his current handyman and young Seuss wandering by with the screwdriver that he picked up. And Grunkle Stan throws a mystery shack shirt on him and gives him the job of handyman, starting him off fixing a golf cart. And that is the end of Lyndon's game. Hmm. That's a very sweet ending. It is a very sweet ending. I. This very much, at least for me, fleshes out Seuss's kind of core, um, I guess, character qualities, if that makes sense. Where yeah. kind of the two things of like, he he wants to be helpful. Um, so, like, you see that in the fact that, like, he walked across town to bring a screwdriver back to a stranger. Yeah. Like, he, he's a good kid. He wants to be helpful. Um, he generally sees the good side of things, but can still be down at different times. Um, and, like, he very much, we see in this episode, like, explained why Stan is literally a father figure to him. Because, like, on his birthday all of those years ago, 
when his father didn't show up for him, Stan chose him and like saw him as a competent person who could do a job for him um, and who could do it well. And he was chose even though his dad basically rejected him, Stan chose him. Um, and not that Stan is a perfect savior or mm. that like he even necessarily was like trying to do a nice thing for the kid. Not at all. No, he needed his golf cart fixed. Um, but it's it's cool to to see those sort of uh, that that deeper emotional core and and driving stuff. Um, to me, at least, I think this is the best backstory we've gotten so far. Last episode two, we seem to be getting a lineup of like. This is these people's backstory. This is why they're acting the way they are. Mm. So we get the backstory of McGucket last episode um, and kind of the tragedy going on there um, and his kind of redemption. And now we have kind of this tragic backstory of Seuss. Um, but very much uh, the the conclusion of it, which, which I like. And the the core message is sappy, and it's been said before, but it's just the idea of, like, you don't get to choose your family, but you do get to choose your friends, that sort of thing. And so even if, like, the people you grew up with aren't perfect, um, there's still good people who, who love you and who you can love. Or your abuela wants to rip their arms off the next time they see them. You know, yeah. regular, regular stuff. Um, also, we get abuela backstory. You, you mentioned a little bit about Seuss. The, the beginning, uh, right after the uh, opening intro... We see that Seuss is just like a good dude. First of all, yeah. he knows the trick to open the vending machine to get candy out. And he does yeah. it and gives candy to the kids and then he closes it back up. And then he and starts then puts putting money. quarters yes. in it to get it for yes. himself. And yep. then when the uh, when the twins, when Mabel looks, uh, the twins actually, yeah, it's both of them, look in his wallet. Uh, Dipper is reading his license Um and he mentions organ donor. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like, Seuss is a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Seuss parts of this episode. I wish this episode mm. was two-parted. Mm. I wish, yeah, me too. Yeah. The thing me is, too. you have two really good settings, and we don't spend enough time in either of them to actually enjoy them. We have Gravity Falls mm. 10 years ago. And we mm-hmm. have the future world or wherever they live. I don't really know what it's 20, called. 70, 12. Well, yeah, that's that's that. But that's not where. That's when. But maybe where and when <laughs> become one. So who knows? Mm. Um, so you have these really cool two settings. And I wish it was a two-part episode so that the first half of the episode could have been setting up. We figure out what's wrong. We go back to old Gravity Falls. We could yep. find a way to like help Zeus. And then that episode ends with them going back to the future, the future episode returning. Because my my issue is that we don't spend enough time on either. And there's so much mm. cool stuff you can get from both. And instead yeah. of getting some really like heavy hitting background, we get like here's the Easter egg, here's the Easter egg, here's the Easter egg, here's the Easter egg. Okay, bye. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Really like halfway halfway Easter through. egg where Wendy says that Dipper's cute. And that <laughs> made me feel very uncomfortable because the Mabel's like isn't that weird? And then he's like, yeah, it is. And the camera just lingers on him for a second. I'm like, this was a, this is a weird scene that shouldn't exist. <laughs> I think that was fine. Um, but no, I totally understand like halfway through or maybe like 60, 70% of the way through we were, I don't even know if we had gotten back to the future by then. I forgot 
like the ending of this, that it was one episode. And I watching it for the first time in a, a couple years thought that it was a two parter, like mm. that it would be this episode. And then the next episode would be the resolution because there's absolutely enough that you can do yeah. in it. You could to... do an hour long episode and they'd be yeah. Yeah, that too. fine because I really feel like Glogbar like needed more to it because it's so just shallow. And then I, I dislike, oh, it's laser tag at the end so much because so here's, here's one of the reasons why if mm-hmm. they were going to play laser tag with Seuss and like, Mabel and Dipper were like, oh, yeah, we were laser tag twin champions. You know what I mean? And they got into, like, that kind of thing. Nothing in this episode says they're good at laser tag. Nothing in this episode promotes that laser tag needs skill. Nothing Uh in this episode makes laser tag interesting. And the last event happens to be laser tag. And it's not actually laser tag. It's 2v1 race for the orb, which Mm -hmm. I just, I I have a really, it, it bothers me. When resolutions are kind of just thrown out the window for sake of time. And this is just thrown out the window. It's, for the sake of what? They did not time. Uh, <laughs> they, I thought you cut out again. Uh, <laughs> there is no earned reward. There is really no sacrifice and no mm. earned reward for the orb at the end. And here's the thing. I like that when they get back, Seuss's wishes for them to be better. I would have much rather them had to have literally lost something. Physically lost something. Mm. You know, a full metal alchemist freaking Mabel loses a <laughs> leg and <laughs> Dipper loses both of his arms. And that's his wish. You know what I mean? Like something that really would have actually messed them up. Like, well, they came back like half cyborg. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you can Ooh. have it, but you have to lose half your humanity. You have to become part robot. And then they get back and he makes them back into humans because, like, he knows mm. them. I would have liked something more like that because they have what? They need a shower and to wash their clothes. Oh, no. Let me use my time wish on that. It just bothers me so much when you have something so powerful and you take the ultimatum for this powerful item, throw it out the window, take the powerful item, waste it. Ta-da, episode over. It's a, it's a very bad resolution to what could have been a very good episode. Mm. the drama is a lot lower and the the kind of core the core plot is a lot less quality like even then last episode last episode had a really good kind of straight through of like this leads to this leads to this Mm. this is happening because of this therefore this and people were acting a little more naturally if that makes sense i think you're right that things were sacrificed for the point of time and for the point of humor Um, and i think you're also right that if there had been another episode Instead of having a montage of those games, you could have had each individual game where, like, they are getting more and more injured. They are giving up more and more um, things, like give up 10 years of your life or something yeah. weird like that. That would have um, been cool. And then, and then you come back and Seuss decides, like, no, I'm going to fix you guys up because oh, I love that you guys. Awesome. If they had I'm, to literally give up time and they come back aged. You know what I wow, mean? They come back as old people. So that would have been so cool. Also, yeah, so we've we've done this before, right? We have headcanoned entire episodes differently. We did it, I think, with Manator. So let's headcanon this into episode 8A and 8B. I think the first part where it diverges is we have two rounds, well, one and a half rounds of laser tag that's played. The twins get <laughs> in with Seuss mm, and we mm-hmm. see how, oh, you 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 know, you get the expectation of, oh, it's just fun laser tag. But no, surprisingly, in Gravity Falls, it's actually like a strategic thing <laughs> that's going on. And you get them working together. And then they're taken away by Blinden. And mm. you 
get Seuss still disappointed because in the second round, his friends abandoned him. So I think yep. that's the first point where it diverges. And the rest of the first episode is maybe I'll shorthand this a little bit. But the first, mm -hmm. yeah, the first part A is all 10 years in the past. And you have parts of their experience 10 years in the past that give them the experience they need to not, uh, you know, trounce on Blinden in the games in the second part of the episode, but they draw from that experience to win some of the games. And I absolutely love the idea of them giving something up in order to obtain this. And I think that could have been played out that I think that was played out very well in episode eight B of Blinden's game. <laughs> there we go. Good job. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of my, my all time favorite episodes of television in general is um, Leela's homeworld. It's Futurama season four, like episode two. It's around mm. there. Um, it's like in the middle of the series where Leela, who has been considered. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where he escaped from after before he came to Hawaii. Right. When Leela yeah. got out yeah, of the yeah, prison. Yeah. In, yep. In, it's in, Lilo okay, and cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Leela, who's been disguised as an alien the entire series, finds out she's actually a mutant and she's from Earth. Um, hmm. And her parents kind of. Because she was so normal and she only had one eye instead of all the other mutations, uh, disguised her as an alien, put her on the surface, and then mm. from the background the entire time, helped her and helped raise her. Like, she lived in an orphanage, yes, but they were able to, from underground, get into the orphanage and, like, give her presents on her birthday and, like, tuck her in at night. And, like, they did all these secret things. And there's, like, this little montage at the end. Because the episode ends with um, her hunting them down and with, like, a gun at them. And she's like, tell me who my parents are. And they refuse to tell her. Because mm. they don't want her to have that realization that she's actually a mutant, that she's something nobody can ever want. Mm. Um, and then they find out, like, through another means, through another character's, like, progression, that she's a mutant, not an alien. And then um, the very end of the episode is just a little montage during the credits with a song playing. And it's them helping her throughout her whole entire life. Like, things that were happening, people were trying to get to her. And they're constantly just watching her and helping her. They, Dipper and Mabel, have a freaking timeline. I would have preferred an episode mm. where they went back to every one of his birthdays and brought his, yeah. yes, and brought his dad back every time. And then he catches them one oh. birthday. You know what I mean? Like they appear to his dad like, listen, we can take you there right there right now. And we'll take you right back here. We're from the future. And he's like, you know what? Fine. And they go back to his fourth birthday because a fourth birthday is the first time it happened. Mm. And every birthday they go year by year bringing Seuss back. And then one year Seuss catches them and he starts to see them. And then he realizes it starts to play around with the timeline because now you're making a paradox. Mm -hmm. So now he knows they're going back in time. So then you have you can do a instead of this whole end line, you have a line where Seuss realizing what's happening in the present because his past is being altered and changed gets to the future to save them. You know what I mean? Ooh. So they're they're dodging time cops the whole time. They're getting his dad every year and bringing him back and bringing him back for the birthday. Um, he sees them. They make a connection. They're like, listen. We can't tell you who we are. We're from the future. You'll meet us one day. And they get caught by time cops. Mm. But then present day Seuss shows up and appeals for them. And you're like, yeah, Ooh. you know what? They messed everything up, but they did it for me. That would have meant so much more Ooh. to me than this episode. Mm. Because that reminds me of that Leela episode where, yeah, you're going to have to kill us because we're not going to let you hurt in the way that we hurt. You know what I mean? Where it's 
you did all these things. It could almost be a montage. You know what I mean? You could have some cool song playing and it starts as like, it's almost like little, let's get them together. And then it becomes higher stakes, higher stakes, higher stakes. And you get to the end and they're caught. Time baby's like, listen, you're, se- you're serving time in the, um, what is it called? Infinitentiary. The infinitentiary. Because yeah. Blendon's serving 100 life sentences. He's serving 10 times two life sentences. Or 10 to the second power life sentences. Whatever so it is, yeah. Whatever and he's they, got. They accidentally, wait a minute, when they are captured, they accidentally drop the timeline, mm-hmm. which Seuss then uses to go to the future, fight through a whole, like, array of uh, guards and challenges, and then, like, burst into the courtroom now, at the last second. This is when you bring laser tag in. <laughs> because he oh my god! It's a Tron type world. He has a laser oh. tag membership. He's known at the laser tag place, and oh he gosh. just grabs a laser tag rifle off the wall and goes and starts running through, saying all these cool quotes. Yes, you know what I yep. mean. Quoting movies, blasting people. Yeah, and it's like it's not like Seuss. It's like this rigid, almost like cable esque from X Men Seuss. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, I've altered myself. I'm here to save them because they saved me. You know what I mean? And it you would have this really cool ending in front of the time baby. You know, you still get this cool time baby is here kind of thing, mm-hmm. but Hey, they mess up the past so I can have an okay future. I'm here to give you my future. I want them free. And it moves the time mm. baby. And he's like, mm. you know what? I understand. And then, cause I feel like they put this whole thing with like, Oh, you get to decide what happens to your enemy. And it's like, Oh, we can fix what we did to bland in. You're just trying, to, you're trying to erase something that already happened and then kind of erase the storyline you already made. Here's an episode. Have fun. I would have much rather something like that. That would have been so cool if they're like jumping through time the whole time. And it's you get to see Seuss through the years. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have looked at it and be like, let's go to the future. Let's get the wish. I've been like, let's look at his dad right now. Like we have the mm. timeline. Why would we not use it? Mm. I I do like the the choice by Dipper and Mabel to give Blendon another chance, though. I do like that. I, I don't also see it as, absolutely as a full love, reset. What is his fate? Yeah! <laughs> so Mabel good. screams that. Oh, so God. Good. Um, but I love, and give him pretty hair. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I like the extremely sappy, but not, like, the, the, the core messages of this, even though, like, they kind of wasted some opportunities with past Gravity Falls, with the whole time travel sort of thing. The core sappy, but like true messages of a, it's interesting because one, it's a decision to cut someone out of your life who has, um, or basically not, um, to, to dwell on the past Mm -hmm. and to say like, look, this person has never been there for me, even though they were supposed to be. So I'm going to search out these, um, relationships that, uh, like are actually good for me and are actually like positive, beneficial relationships. And then simultaneously the idea of like, look, we, I had a conflict with this person in the past and sure, like they're a jerk and sure they're hurting me right now and they're literally trying to kill me, but, or make me never exist. I like that line. (laughs) That's Um, good. Yeah. But I'm going to choose to show them kindness now, despite all that they're trying to do, so that hopefully in the future, they'll be able to be better. Uh, and I, I like both of those. They get to the conclusion that young Seuss should have gotten to. You know what I mean? That you can forgive people for hurting you. Mm. There, there are parts of this episode that really got to me. Because, like, 
I mean, people know my story. My dad's in my life now, but he wasn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hated my birthday growing up. I, I still get to a point where it's like, I don't want to celebrate. I don't want to do things. Um, and, and some of that comes from like, you know, we would cancel them from time to time. Cause like my dad couldn't be there mm. uh, or he wouldn't be there or I just wouldn't want to do it. I actually remember uh, a few years back, I wasn't going to celebrate. And then Matt showed up at my house. Hmm. This is like a while Woo! ago. Yeah. I wasn't going to do anything. And like somebody was like, yo, let's go to Trevor's. And like Matt and then a few other friends showed up and went out to the movies and we had dinner and stuff. And it was a great night. Um, but it's a very true sentiment that like you don't get to choose your family. And sometimes your family doesn't choose you. Hmm. But you get to hmm. choose who gets to be around you. So that's really cool. Um, so yeah, this, this episode hits me in a weird spot and that might be why I don't like it as much. Um, besides the whole, I just, I, I saw this episode start and I just went, yes, <laughs> and it never went there for me. So, mm. but I also with Seuss's attitude, the entire series is just, it's almost out of character for him to be like how he is in this episode. You know, I it's think, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit think, for me. So it could be that. It's not perfectly done. Maybe that's a possibility. (laughs) Maybe. But I think that the in a lot of media, um, I just watched a a uh, a video called uh, "Tear Bending" in Avatar: The Last Airbender, basically talking about um, how those powerful moments happen, and a big part of that is seeing a character act different than they normally do. So, like. In Avatar, for example, you see Zuko as basically this hothead who uh, is like acts just on full emotion, wants revenge, et cetera, et cetera. So when he kneels down in front of his enemies and sticks his hands out to like surrender himself to whatever they want to do to him, that's a huge thing. Or you see uh, the biggest one, Uncle Iroh, who is always like this looking on the bright side of things, um, always uh, like focused on his tea and on like these ancient wisdoms and trying to get his uh, nephew to lighten up a bit and like whatever room he enters into, Mm -hmm. he always looks at the bright side of things. So when you see him legitimately angry at Zuko or when you see him just heartbroken mourning the loss of his son, like those hit so much harder because of what you've seen them before. So for me, at least emotionally in this, seeing Seuss sad, like legitimately sad, Mm. like is it hits so much harder than seeing like uh, Robbie sad or something (laughs) or like or like anyone else who's normally like down in the dumps or whatever. Oh, they're still sad. Okay, But seeing Seuss, who very similar to Iroh, like every room he enters into, he makes better. Like, he is the one who helps get you out of situations. He is the one who brightens your day and wants you to look at the bright side of things. So when he just isn't up for a party, number one, and then just goes over and, like, sits on the uh, steps and just stares at a postcard, like, that hits me so hard because I know Seuss, and this isn't normal for him. There are two things I noticed that are uh, kind of wild about this episode. I remember one of them right now, so I'll say that, <laughs> and I hope I remember the second one. The first one is uh, how Glopnar apparently works. 
that you can just challenge anyone and have a <laughs> chance for an all-powerful wish to be granted. And if you are defeated, maybe the person who defeats you is merciful and doesn't kill you. There shouldn't be anyone serving like multiple life sentences in mm. 2012. If you have the opportunity to just shout Globnar and say somebody's name and face them in combat. Yeah. Like I would just do that and be like, why I didn't uh, like it. I know <laughs> Glub Glub the Neanderthal from 12,000 BC. Ta-da! I'm out. I think the infinitentiary. See, what I thought it was going to be is Glubnar was going to be a, I invoke the right to challenge someone who has destroyed my life. Mm. That's what I thought it was going to be. That's what it should have been. And then they add in the wish thing and the wish thing just doesn't fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. The, the very, well, yeah. And I think that's maybe (laughs) the reason why the episode doesn't fully fit is because you need the wish in order to tie in the Seuss thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's at, at least the at wrong least MacGuffin. In the, you know what I at mean? At least in this, yeah, in the simple timeline. In the more complex timeline where they're able to go back and, like, try to fix each one of his birthdays um, moving through and, like, make his life better, mm. the wish is no longer necessary because they use time travel to accomplish what the wish would have accomplished. And then at the end... Seuss makes a decision with some sort of time travel thing. Like he, he, I don't know. There's some MacGuffin that like he just breaks. And with the way that the timeline is structured, it was a hundred percent necessary for everything to happen. And so he chooses to break it, but because of time travel rules or whatever, he remembers the whole thing and no one else does or something like that. Um, But all that to say the yeah, the wish thing isn't super, great okay i so do like here's... the base of um deciding what happens to your enemy and then they decide to do a good thing which is weird and cool hmm. brother yeah your here, brain yeah is yeah, yeah here here's <laughs> the idea is that so we have the the eight years of or more of of fixing birthdays mm. and then we get to um maybe there's a, a bunch of years that are skipped um, between present day and past day. So we don't follow all the years up until present day Seuss. But when we get there, we go back to the same scene of the beginning where they're throwing the surprise party. Mm. And this present Seuss, who is now changed from having the yes. twins coming in to save him for the past however many years, or make his birthday better, walks in, realizes it was the twins and like he smiles instead of frowns Mm. and because of that change i'm not sure exactly how it would work out but it just like teleports the twins back because he changed that point in time which occurred before the twins were taken to globnar or whatever so because he changed at that point now the twins aren't taken they're and they disappear from future globnar and reappear in present they're given like Maybe. alerts whenever something drastically changes the timeline, right? Yes. You know what I mean? So what if that was it? You know what I mean? What if you open this you open this episode, right? How does uh. he escape the infinitentiary? Because the cyborg men from another planet are attacking. There's a giant war in the galaxy right now. Mm. Zeus is oh what what is his name? I can't believe I'm blanking on it right now. Seuss is the John Connor of his generation. Oh my gosh! 
cyborg men are able to take the future cities and like push the time baby and his people back because Seuss was sad by making him happy. They get taken to this like place, right? They get they the whole the whole timeline thing happens. They bring his dad, they make mm-hmm. him happy, and that one that birthday they're at in the present right now is what changes everything. And he's happy at that second when Dipper and Mabel throw the party for him. And that changes the whole trajectory of the future. Because they go and play laser tag and have a good time. Mm. That makes Seuss become the John Connor of the future. And it's like they're about to sentence uh, Mabel and uh, Dipper. And the, the cyborg men or whatever are coming in yep. through the walls or breaking down. And the walls all start to fix themselves. And all the cyborg men start to disappear. And the time baby's like, what's happening? <laughs> and he looks and he sees the whole timeline just changing before yeah. his eyes. And it's Seuss rising up from the ashes and oh fighting back to the cyborg. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's something crazy like that. And he's like, it doesn't make any sense. When you mess with the timeline, you break everything. But you made somebody happy. You fixed a timeline. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they become official members of the, like, the time police people. I've been awesome. I'm awesome. Awesome. And I, and I think I see like falls think, into a volcano. Oh no. I think <laughs> as, as I think as Seuss is like walking into the courthouse or whatever that's being fixed, he looks up at one of the like Cybermen is like, Oh, looks like you're out of time, dude. <laughs> Just something like that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I think Ooh. this could be a completely uh expanded, insane thing. One thing I will say. Time travel can get incredibly complicated, and yeah. I do commend this episode for just keeping it super simple. And the one of my uh, favorite jokes, kind of, is when uh, they go to the past, and uh, Dipper says, "Let me see, let me bring it up exactly." Um, he says, "We don't want to change the future." Or cause the future. I forget how this works. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which I very much like because you can either go with the like when you go to the past, things change in the present, or you can go with the like when you go back in time to save Abraham Lincoln, you actually cause his death sort of thing. Yeah. The um, present is the it, present because you've already gone in the past. Yes. And it's impossible to change the past because you've already changed it. Um, <laughs> so that's so I was actually going to yeah. mention this earlier. There's another Futurama episode. Where they find out that the timeline is circulative. It's not a straight line. So when you get to the end, it starts over again. But it starts over one foot away from where it started last time. Um, So Of course it does. Yes. It's a big episode for Leela and Fry. It's their anniversary. It's the last chance for Fry to really make things right. And he accidentally gets sucked into the future. Oh. And he gets to the end of time, essentially. Um, And... They get to the end of the time, and he's, like, watching the world end, and he goes to where they were supposed to meet up, and he writes something in the ceiling of, like, the place where they were supposed to meet up. Mm. And it was it was a letter to Leela. He's, it's what he was going to tell her that night. It was, like, this big thing. But then time starts over again. And because he did it at the end of time, it's at the beginning of the time. So she's, like, angry this whole time, and then she goes down to, like, where they were supposed to meet up to have dinner alone, and his message is scrawled across the top of the cave because of when he did it. And it's like this big, huge, like reveal because he, huh. you alter time by altering time. But the whole time, like they're doing stupid things because they go through the time loop, and it's like mm-hmm. they get to like the reign of Hitler, and uh, the first time they go through it, like the professor shoots Hitler from outside the window. <laughs> but then the second time they're going through again, he's like, 
Oh, uh, we're back. Uh, let me shoot. Let me just shoot. And he shoots Winston Churchill. He's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Go, go, go. So, like, it was, it's a really good episode just talking about, wow. like, altering timelines over and over and over. Futurama does it mm. all the time. The, the last episode is literally about altering a timeline. And mm. it resets the series because the series is a circle, which is one of the coolest <laughs> things ever. That's so. really cool. I haven't gotten into it as much and probably don't have a lot to comment or connect, but I feel like Legends of Tomorrow also does a lot of tiny windy stuff. I've seen like a couple episodes. I I enjoyed it for for the drama, but they do deal with tiny windy things, as it were. (laughs) Um, One of the one of the things I love is the background. Uh, Again, it's Mm -hmm. Gravity Falls, and the background is often intentional first of all a little thing that i noticed pit machines are everywhere the yes, soda pit cola yep. pit cola they're everywhere um they're in the laser tag place uh i think there was one on the street there's the one at gravity falls uh, the one at gravity falls the one at the mystery shack so that's really cool what i really liked was the interaction between um mr zzz's mattress <laughs> yeah. store 10 years ago and what is currently big guns laser tag but yep. it's mr zzz's big guns laser tag because they didn't actually <gasps> change the sign they just I didn't put, see that they just put the panels oh in gosh. front of it so the mr zzz's <laughs> is still at the top but instead of mattress store or whatever it's big guns laser tag i did like nice. um was it toby determined who dances the yes, razzle dazzle <laughs> even though his mind hasn't been wiped so he should not be hanging out with these kids but he dances the razz dazzler and then they go back in time and he's practicing it and mabel's yeah. just like this goes nowhere yeah i was like that's great that's a good one which then i think causes him to give up on his dreams yeah. of going to broadway so yeah i i like all of the again like it's simple it's kind of dumb version of time travel but i like just the very simple connections whether it's the raz dazzler or the uh a genius taught me that once um and hey dude you must be some kind of genius Uh, or uh uh, i think this place used to be a mattress store just stan like mentioning that Uh and then it actually being it what um and then the uh then of course the insane weird one of laser robbie Young Robbie. That was, that's my favorite joke in the episode. I was going to say it. The fact that Robbie just runs up and shoots Sue's laser Robbie. And then he shoots him again. Then, oh gosh. Except for before. So it's not again. It's anyways. Oh, you're right. You're the right. And just time. the fact that so he references that the, himself. It's been happening young, the whole time. Yeah. Yep. And the oh, fact that he yeah. calls himself Young Robbie. The what mattress reason? store th- threw me off because it was like planetary themed. Like there was the moon, but then there was also Saturn. Oh, I missed the carpet. (laughs) The carpet was all like space themed. But then we get back to the laser tag at the end, and it's the same carpet. Mm -hmm. I worked for (laughs) laser tag. They didn't didn't change anything, (laughs) so it works for laser tag. But like the mattress store was was space themed. The first time we see it, you see the moon with like a nightcap on on the side, and okay, that makes sense. But next to it on the wall is just Saturn, just straight up Saturn. That's great. Um, so I think one reason why I hate the whole idea of the wish is Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. Um, and <sighs> probably like thirteen years ago now, I discovered my favorite B movie of all time. Oh boy. 
it's called the game it's called the gamers this is back when netflix <laughs> was like garbage okay <laughs> I watched it on Netflix, but Netflix had just started streaming. I was at my friend's house, and I'm like, hey, this movie's about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, what's a Dungeons and Dragons? I was like, I don't know. Let's watch this movie and find out. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, at the end of their campaign, uh, one of like the cleric's gods is like, I give you a wish. That's your final like prize you mm-hmm. get. And one of their players has just been dying the whole campaign. He's playing a bard. Um, and he, uh, at one point writes up 52 character sheets and every time he dies, he just throws one away and slaps another one oh on it. It's so funny. And then there's like a part where they're like, what do we do? Hide behind the pile of dead bards. And they do <laughs> the pile of body. It's like, it's so good. But he died at the end of like their campaign. He's like, I'll just roll another character. I don't care. And she's like, no, I use my wish to save him. <laughs> and the other character who they're playing with, it was like a power gamer. He goes, you mm-hmm. wasted a wish on a bard. <laughs> and it's like, every time I hear somebody like this little trope that you wasted the ultimate power on something useless, I think of that mm-hmm. scene. And it ah. makes me miss that movie and laugh. And it makes me angry because, mm-hmm. yeah, you wasted a wish. Like, how dare you? <laughs> fantastic movie and i think we should watch it i'm just throwing that out everyone listening go buy this movie um i also Mm. just learned through the website there are three sequels and i'm gonna be watching all of them yes there's a whole series it's called the gamers uh, and it's made (laughs) by it took me a while to find i've been googling this for a little bit while we've been like doing this because i was like i want to reference this it's made it's made by um who is it made by dead gentleman okay company so they have their first movie uh the second movie is yes the shadow man is the first one the second movie is called the birth the curse of the blind swordman who is a reference character in the first one so it means they played the next campaign oh my gosh (laughs) the third one is called dorkness rising and the fourth one is called humans and households where people in the fantasy (gasps) realm are playing a game (laughs) of humans so good i think my favorite thing about this and it's it's because we played D with some people who like to like play the opposite gender whatever like, like that's cool fine like play whatever you want i don't care um but there's this one guy and when he decides to play like a female sorcerer um when he's role-playing the girl it's a female actor but when he breaks character and talks to him it's him in a dress <laughs> And he'll just be like, I don't want to role play anymore. Just be talking like himself. So it's just oh him gosh. in like this strapless dress walking around. And it's like, it's so good. If you like D and highly, highly, highly recommend wow. it. It is worth the like eight dollars or whatever it is online just to watch the Shadow Menace. Which there's so many cool little like, it's just so much cool little nerd stuff in it. Like they reference Munchkin a whole bunch. They reference Star Wars a whole bunch. Nice. So. Oh, yeah, don't waste your wishes. <laughs> Infinite pizza, though. Just like Joey wasted Infinite my favorite joke pizza. by saying it. Sorry. Mm. Even Blendon Blenjamin Blandon agreed. Unfortunate. That. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, no, Infinite yeah, Pizza. Yeah. Even when Infinite Pizza came up, I was like, yeah, that's not that bad. That's not, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I was like, that's probably good. what I would have wished yeah, for. That's a good wish. Um, Except for you could have wished the time baby out of existence. Or for the author to be revealed. Yeah. Or for all the secrets in Gravity Falls that you wasted the wish. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Meh. So, this... Yeah. It, as a self-contained thing, this episode is good. But 
you're right. Like coming from the previous episode, we had the same thing happen before where coming from Seuss and the Real Girl to what was the one right after it um, that we didn't. Uh, right. It was the, um, the, the montage episode. The, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, the anthology episode. The after. Anthology, the after yeah. yeah. I forget. Yep. Mystery Shack after hours, basically. Um, the little gift shop, t- of course. Thank you. Yep. So going from the previous one, which was in like incredible episode very much focused on things very different than little gift shop of horrors so if you look at little gift shop of horrors just on its own separate from any other like craziness that's going on it's an all right episode but because of what came before and i think the same thing is happening here where we're coming from like a deep dive pushing the main plot forward like diving Mm. into like the backstories of these characters and i think there is a tie with also seeing the backstory of seuss and I think we're going to be seeing more and more revealed about these kind of uh, almost cardboard cutout characters that were established in season one are now being brought into kind of the third dimension. And, and you get to see or the fourth dimension in this case, and you kind of get to see why they are the way they are. And, and they become much more of uh, humans than uh, stereotypes, if that makes sense. We have um, gotten, like, a lot of Seuss in the past four episodes, and that makes me very happy. So I'm kind of just, I'm waiting for the Wendy episode. I want to see some more Wendy. I'd like to just take a short pause here um, so that we can all consider and appreciate the pure, uh, was like, silky word genius of what Joe just said. What did I say? <laughs> Bringing these cardboard cutouts into the third dimension like they're people, mm-hmm. or in this case, to the fourth dimension, because it's about time travel. <laughs> oh, that was so good! <laughs> it was so good! Joe, he's been fixing his 3D printer for the last few yeah, days. No, that's, that's 100% what it, what it is. is. <laughs> I, I think it's just the extruder. I need to get a new gear. It's on the way. Um, but let me see. I'm looking forward to see. So okay, there is, there is some more Wendy I think we development. Get Wendy, yeah. I want some Wendy. Yeah. I think so. Um, I, I will say not as deep as some of the other characters um, because I think Wendy, um, conceptually, stepping outside of uh, the in-universe stuff and looking at kind of the, the how Gravity Falls became Gravity Falls, each one of the characters is based off of a real-life person except for Wendy. So Ooh. Dipper is based off of Alex Hirsch. Yep. Uh, Mabel is based off of his sister. Um, Grunkle San is based off of their great aunt, uh, Gronty. Um, uh, Seuss is based after Jesus, uh, I forget his last name, but a, a friend of Alex Hirsch's in college. So that whole core main cast, and I'm not forgetting anyone, am I? No. Wendy, is, like they are too. They're, they're, they're real people, except for Wendy. Mm-hmm. Wendy came about because basically all the writers, um, sat around and said like think of just the coolest person you know and then they threw all that into a pot and that became wendy um ah! although we do get just really quickly and as a half joke um in the previous episode where like she's held uh and she thinks like she's going to have her entire summer erased mm-hmm. um by the society in the blind eye and she says like i am not as chill as I like pretend to be uh, like, have you met my family? Yeah. Um, which she is like the only girl in an all boys lumberjack family. Um, yep. So like she has some stuff to deal with and she's, but she is kind of the least dived into, I think because she has the least real world reference, yeah. uh, especially for Alex. 
That makes uh, sense. Whereas others could could dive more into his past. But there are some other characters that are going to get very much more fleshed out um, in the next few episodes. I'm looking forward. We've got uh, the Love God, which okay, um, no, that is that Woodstick. Yes, that is Woodstick, which I think you you read about in the wiki. Yeah. Um, oh, the parody of so I got something slightly not really spoiled. Oh, uh, but yeah. it's an Easter egg in this episode. All of Blandin's, um, you know how when Blandin shifted the first time in the time traveler's pig, yeah. and it was all you stuff that was to come. Me. Yep. Yeah, those are all future episodes. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I, I have them right here. I have the names of them. I got kind of scared and stopped reading. Um, yeah, what? I think go ahead. The names don't give. I want to see if I can find it again because I had it like saved on the my... time when Mabel and Dipper finds out the author is. That's one of the times. Uh, yeah. And it's just a big picture of his face. <laughs> Planet's camouflage um, functions. One of the shots is of Northwest Manor foreshadowing yes. Northwest Mansion mystery. Uh, yep. Another one My is Weird Mageddon. And the final one is Glass Shard mm. Beach. Now, this is what ruined it for oh. me. Oh, It ruins it for me. Because it says the place where Stan and Ford grew up, which means there's a character I haven't met yet named Ford. There is. Uh, which then makes me think there's only one person who has ever called stan stanford before as in one name and that's gideon he calls him stanford pines he does and he's the only person to say that so i don't know what any of that means it probably is grunkle stan's brother or something like that he's probably the author so it's a little bit of a spoiler but it's not enough i will say just from like what you're expressing now Mm -hmm. it doesn't ruin it by any means i just saw the second i saw it i was like i know gideon has called him that and it yeah, bothers me that pines. it could be exactly. Yeah. And he's the only person Gross who said Gideon. it. Yep. Also, uh, there's a little part where uh, Gideon's dad's used signs for his used, his sign for his used car dealership is shown in 10 years ago, Gravity oh. Falls. Yeah, and, and it's graffiti. Is it and where it says cars? baby, it's X'd out and says demon. Yes. <laughs> demon Gideon. Yeah. Oh, because he would have been baby. Get- oh, man. He, so yeah. there's huh. a few cool things we learn here. Um, Gideon is at least 12 years old because uh, it's assumed that yeah. he's two in that picture. This is mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, Wendy and what is her name? Tambry. They they were five. They were five because they should be 15 or yeah. 16. Um, Seuss is exactly 22 years old. Yes. He was born in 1990 on July 13th, even though there is an issue um, according to the journal, it says that this episode took place between July 22nd and August 9th, which isn't true. It took place on July 13th. Oh. So there's yeah, that. His birthday. Um, but yeah, but yeah him, him it gives us a few ages of people. So we kind of know a little bit more through me. Him being 22 threw me for a little bit of a loop. Cause I'm 22. Yeah, that's um, weird. Why don't you yeah, have a job at the mystery shack? Yeah, why are you 22? I, I don't do. like that. I don't know. I you want to know what's you want to know what's even weirder? He would have been twenty two at the time of the episode. Mm. No, he wouldn't have. Well, yeah, two thousand and wait, that would have been two thousand and twelve. Wait, yes. this doesn't make any sense. All of this takes place during the summer of twenty twelve, which is when Gravity okay, Falls. Well, the started episode, airing. the episode yep. would have aired in twenty fourteen. Twenty thirteen. Oh, no, already okay. on Disney XD. Twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. This might actually be. This is. This would almost be to. Because we already got the Halloween episode. 
Speaking yes. of uh, Disney XD, we get to see the murderous disintegration of two random characters. Yes, yes, we uh, do. because we're on Disney XD and One while we're for his life, while we're back at Globnar, um, there were two things that I noticed real quick of like references right when we're introduced to Globnar is portal. There's a guy falling through two portals yeah. vertically, uh, kind of like Loki does when Doctor Strange yeah. meets mm-hmm. him. Um, and then there's also a gelatinous ooze that's fighting. That absorbs the guy's weapon and then absorbs the guy as well. <laughs> so those are two references. One well, of the like guy a, throws the, the a portal, the game, and then one like a Dungeon the Dragons monster yeah. reference. The guy throws a spear at him and he eats it. And then he goes, oh, I just picks the guy up and puts him inside of him. <laughs> um, some of the things they do in Globnar, there's the Tron bikes uh, and there's the yes. American Ninja, not Ninja Warriors, America. Um, the one, the Titan Games or whatever is what it's called now. But it used to be like um, American Drivers, Dine-Ins, and Dives. Yep, there it yep. is. Uh, the giant sticks that you battle with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Called, it's called Wipeout. Wipeout. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Wipeout. They probably did I, that I, at some point. Mabel gets destroyed. Like, in Blendon's just like a full like 180 swing when Oof. she jumps from behind and just gets taken out. Also, that, it, I was not expecting Another that. reason why I don't like it, you don't have an adversary that says fight me on my turf run from that turf and go we need to fight him on his turf it's just they're mm. a lot smarter than that mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's just like after they've battled bill in the dreamscape yeah they know how powerful an enemy on their own turf that's unknown to them can be you wouldn't just go let's go fight him there because the first thing goes is i have training you know what i mean and he's completely right he has training he should just win because mm. he also we, knows we don't see everything that. And that's another reason why I expected a, a double episode, because I thought they would go somewhere to prepare for Globnar. But yep. that never happened. Mm, they just go there and do it. Got it. Yeah. Should have been a double episode. Zeus's dad time travel line. Would have been great. Mm. Mm. And Zeus comes in at the end and blasts everybody. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> would have been so rich. Oh, wait, wait. He blasts <laughs> okay. the last Cyberman, kicks the, the door open and goes, yes, I'll be back. Or... I'll be here or I'll be tomorrow because he doesn't understand how time travel works at all. (laughs) I like, I very much like the episode that we constructed this evening. Yeah. That's Um, pretty solid. Real quick favorite jokes, I guess. Uh, Although this was a goofier episode. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think, I think young Robbie probably gets the, cake for me that was the thing Here's this episode the too there's no there's no joke i like laughed i was like that's so funny yeah. that's so yep. good but it was they're like a little, a little whips but there was something yes. that was like oh that was great yep i i did like um the uh <laughs> i'm gonna keep stammering until you find him I I I, I I i i and then uh when they decide to move out and just like do flips off of the mattresses and then give each other a fist bump and they're like yeah that and they, was I very what, much enjoyed what that. Got, what got me about that is I thought they were going to smash out the glass doors. Uh-huh. They don't. No. They just like calmly <laughs> open the door and yeah. leave out. For me, yep. it was gam gam. <laughs> when Mabel distracts <laughs> Lolf by saying that she's his great, great. Actually, that whole scene where she starts I saying great and then looks at And then he's like, he looks going, at Dipper. Going. And then she stops when Dipper gives him the yep, stop okay, that's sign enough. of however many And just his facial expression of like, that's enough. It's perfect. That, that was great. Gam, gam. Beautiful. <laughs> I, that, that was my favorite joke. I do I like, think um, it, yeah. No, I you think go. it could have been followed up better 
with what she said, what she said taunting him at the end didn't really click for me because it could have been a like, even if I am your great yeah. gam gam something something instead yep. of like, I'll never be your gam gam. Like, you're saying that you'll never have kids, which I guess is an okay thing to say, but you're also like 12. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do like at the beginning of this episode, this is, I think, jettisoning out of favorite jokes because I think young Robbie wins um, in my book. The <laughs> At the beginning, when um, kind of the uh, the episode is teased of uh, when Seuss leaves his wallet behind and uh, Mabel says, don't you want to learn some Seuss secrets? And I felt like they were talking directly to us doing this podcast. <laughs> because I'm like, yes, we do. Please. Got my notebook I keep in my pocket out, flipped it open, got my trusty pen, clicked it up. Here we go. Brought exactly. it to the Seuss Secrets page that I keep tabbed. And then yep. I immediately went to my subreddit, Seuss Secrets, and started posting. Yep. Follow I us think... at r slash Seuss Secrets. Don't go there. It's a scary, dark place full of scary, scary people. Trevor, can I spoil one thing about the author? It will not ruin it. Sure. It's the thing I talked about last week. If you just scream ahead. the words, it's Seuss, I will throw my headphones <laughs> through every window in the house. So if you remember last week, I talked about how there was a certain character who I was really hoping was the author. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> my, like, my back pocket theory was that the author... Like somehow it was Seuss because especially in the first season, he has all these times where he like predicts the plot of what's going to go forward. So mm-hmm. I assumed that he had some sort of either like uh, uh, just super knowledge or had some sort of time travel device that maybe he was the author from the future coming back to guide everyone through. And that was my far fetched theory. But I think now with us seeing I, I thought uh, for a his bit backstory. in the first season, it was him. Yes. I know it can't be. Also, yeah. uh, something we got to see that I liked was um, Seuss's cousin. His name just blanked yes. for me. Yes. He's oh, still re- there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as little just, as, as like a good kid. But he was like, he still was little and looked exactly the same. <laughs> yes. Like yes, still yes, wearing yes, the yes, same yes. shirt and everything. I also yep. love that when Seuss went to the mystery check for like the first time, he saw the question mark shirt and he looked at his shirt and the question yes. mark shirt yes. and he's like, that's what belongs on me. Also, yes. it's yeah. as, it's assumed he only ever got one shirt. <laughs> Stan says, ah, yeah, kid, one size fits all. I accept the fact that he doesn't have a W neck anymore. Oh, I think true. that confirms that he has got an, at least two shirts. Oh. Maybe he just got a also, the, fun little facts. Stan is showing the Wax Museum. Yes, yep. yes, I love that. He says, um, like... I want to read it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Where? Nope, nope, wrong one. Come on, 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 come on. Stay with us, listeners. It's a whole. First of all, he says, come on, what is it? Schleps. Or Schleps. Like instead of guess, he says a combo of like schlep and guess. Is that the the group of people that we insulted last episode yeah probably oh possibly um but then he says uh, yeah it's a it's a whole bunch of people made of wax it's a it's a wax exhibit nothing could go wrong oh good stuff <laughs> that's great also he is wearing a different fez than he was originally ago. yeah because yep. they they changed the design of the fez like halfway through uh gravity falls because it was like a real symbol of something mm. 
And then they were like, no, let's not do that. So they made um, it kind of just a random symbol. Did did they update the intro? It looked different. I don't oh. know if they like it improved it. Animation. Might be what it I was talking about like last week when I felt like everything looked very yeah, new, different. New studio, Disney not XP. new studio, but new at least outlet for Disney mm-hmm. Plus. So mm. maybe there was more back. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it looked different to me. Huh. That's really cool. I think we fit everything we really want to talk about. Um, I will say we are heading towards the end game, very much so. Mm. Um, there, we got the Love God next week, which um, again gives us kind of some more character development on some people that we haven't gotten a ton of for Northwest Mansion Noir, um, which Beautiful. is I think my favorite episode. Possibly, it's 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 up there. It's like top three for sure from the entire series, which I'm really excited for. More backstory on a character that we have. Well, okay, it kind of gives away somewhat um, in the name, but more backstory. Um, and then we're very much into the end game of like, what is the secret of Gravity Falls? Who is the author? Who wrote the journal? What is happening? Etc. 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 So we will be here, and we hope you will be here as well. So now go back to the beginning of this episode and listen to our outro. I Welcome think. to Tad Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast where we dissect the wonderfully woven tapestry of Alex Hirsch's masterful creation, Gravity Falls. I'm Matt. I'm Joe. I have, will be, will always be, and never be lied to about who I am. Trevor. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> Hi. Uh, see See you sideways. (laughs) That's bad. I'm getting that one out.